It's another week of the True Tone podcast show. I'm your host, Amante Ha. We're doing something a little different this week. It's going to be flashback week. This is a flashback. We're going to look at two episodes. It's going to be a short one. I'm just going to talk about some things that I uh, I noticed in the episodes, particularly with Asia McQueen, my queen, and Cheryl Fritz. So I'm going to talk about those two. I'm going to get one or two points from each. And then we're going to land the plane and get out of here. But let's let's hop right into it. So I did an episode. I did an interview with Aja McLean. And it was so impressive to have her on just because of her willingness to be open about her story, her journey, the obstacles she went through in her life. That is it's powerful. That's that is how you grow as an individual is hearing someone else's journey, hearing someone else's story. And taking out the goodies from that and applying it to your life to help you do better. And she's done that at such a fast pace through working out, through acting, through showing herself in a, a vibrant way, through comedy. And some of the points that I like when I went back and listened to the episode. And yes, I listened to my own stuff and I like it. <laughs> uh when I listened to that episode, it was it was very important. And, and things that popped out was her mentality and how her mind shifted. And in the interview, you will hear me talk about how, you know, I asked her, like, you call yourself a pop star. Why do you do that? And she it's her Mamba mentality. It's her, you know, like Kobe always says, I ha- he had the Mamba mentality when he was playing basketball. When Beyonce is on stage, she has shakalala. I don't even know what it is, but I just made that up. But she has these alternate people, and they get into this mode and helps them focus. It helps them be their best self, the the most poignant self. And so that is that's really impressive. I like that she called herself a pop star. There's a clip I want to play, and it's her comments on her not feeling. Like she was talented. And the reason why I note that is because I feel like a lot of people who are, you know, super talented feel that way. That comes from, where do you think that comes from? Um, I didn't, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of confidence. I, um, that's why I say like, I got a lot of my confidence through music because like I had to like teach myself to say like nice things to myself and things like, you know, that's why I listen to a lot of affirmational music. Um, 
because like that's where I've learned to like find love within myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you know how some kids like they you know they they dream really big because they believe that they're capable of anything. You know when parents tell you, and that's this that's a little different. This one is her talking about saying nice things to herself and where she got her inspiration from. And I thought that was really cool as well. Hearing her be so open about the things that she's faced as an individual with help, with whatever necessary tools that she's gathered along the way. That is something that I really enjoyed from the episode and her energy. She had a ton of great energy which I, I really enjoyed. I was thankful that she brought that to the show and she wasn't shy about it. The hard part is to trust what you say to yourself. And she talks about that in that episode titled Asia, Asia, my queen, and you can go check it out. And she talks about trusting yourself and saying nice things to yourself. And I think that's so true. And we run away from that. I was doing this exercise for a little bit where I would get a notebook or a notepad, a piece of paper, or or just like a napkin. And whenever I started talking to myself, I just write down. And I was shocked at some of the things that I was unknowingly saying to myself on a regular basis. And if you are having those moments where you're saying, unhealthy things to yourself if you could see it at that level see it visually like i say this to myself then you need a mind shift you need to shift your thoughts in your mind you need to do things that that mindset does differently so if you are getting negative thoughts when you do this thing you need to stop doing that thing and go do just something else that's something i learned from the conversation with her just how she started working out and getting in front of camera really changed her mindset. It was a new set of things that she was saying to herself. And I always pay attention when people always talk about, yeah, I, I changed my mindset or I I did different things, but they don't say what they did. So writing your ideas out, writing your thoughts out, literally you just had a thought, whatever it was, if it was a negative or a good thought, write it out so you can see it, date it, Look back at it. Maybe take a couple of days, push away from it, come back to it. And you're like, oh, wow, this is really what I say to myself. And pay attention. And yeah, it's it's work, but it's worth it's worth the work to figure out why you think the way you do and why you say the things that you say to yourself and, and filling those things in with healthy thoughts. You're not always going to think the right thing. And, and not every thought is an unhealthy thought, not not even the one that is you know, warning you. That's a good thought too. So she talks about being wrong by people and being able to do anything. And I thought that was interesting. So what she meant by that is she needed to be wrong from people. Someone needed to do her wrong in order for her to be motivated to do anything. And I thought she had a very um, interesting point regarding that. So I want to, I want to listen to that. For me, as I was healing and I was holding on to the resentment, I think it was just like bouncing back and it was just um, hurting me. Mm -hmm. It was really hurting me because I was needing people to be wrong by me for me to be motivated by anything. Ooh, 
that was a bar. And yeah, so I was just like, that's dude, that's really. Like, do you do? You, let me ask you this. Let's let's draw a parallel. Do you think a lot of um, people who refuse to address their trauma do that to get get fuel out of life? Like I'm gonna find some drama to fuel this so I can keep going. Yeah. And people look at them yeah. like they're dysfunctional, but really they just need love, or really they need to be heard, or they they're refusing to address that. Um, I I can see that, and I think that's important to note. And I think you do a great job of that. You do a lot of things to, I feel like, com- combat that. Like you work out, you 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 get new outfits, mm-hmm. you you talk, you go to <laughs> therapy. You know, those are those are those are such powerful tools, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are really powerful tools. What? what I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I want you to finish. I want I that. Just, yeah, I just think that some people aren't used to getting attention unless they act out. Mm. you know that was that was like a really powerful point in a statement by her and how do you combat that as a person who's trying to do life and deal with the issues that come up when they come up or if you're blind to some of those things I thought she did a great job in explaining like when people act out and it, it is weird to see adults act like children sometimes or adults give you these viewpoints that a child would give you. You're like, what, dude, you're acting like a child right now, fam. Like what's wrong with you? But they're acting out because they they've missed out. They're starving in an area. We tend to starve in areas. So we do things to show that we, we put like flashing lights. And if someone is sensitive enough and attentive enough to, recognize those things they're they're able to oh yo they're acting this way because of this and sometimes people just act out because it's fun to them that's the thing too but i really appreciate her talking about that how she needed to change from having to have someone do something to them to to her so that she could go conquer something or do anything and it was just really draining to to the that's really a like an athlete's thing like athletes do that, like football players, basketball players, any type of athlete, soccer, whatever. They use these little wronging moments, pe- people wronging them to build up this this mantra that they've created to go out and perform well. And it gets tough. It gets very tough. It gets very tough to do that. It gets very hard to do that. But the the best ones, they just, they do, they figure it out. <laughs> the good ones figure it out, but... In this case, in, in the day-to-day life, that's not a good thing to have. You, you shouldn't feel wrong in order to get up out of bed. You shouldn't feel wrong in order to be motivated to go to work. That's that's not that's not good. Um, that that's not sustainable. But I like how she talks about getting in the workout, getting in therapy, having more stable relationships. Really help to to fight that. All right, so I got one more point for her. This was a very good, uh, honest conversation. These are two more things. She's, I'm giving y'all some nuggets from this episode in regards to relationships because that's what I wanted to talk to her about. She said, when it comes to relationships, add something to them. So both, of, both individuals coming in to wanting a relationship, you should add something to both. Okay, you should add something. Always have that mindset. Bring something, you know, 
whether it's flowers, whether it's a uh, good comp, good conversation, you should always have something to bring to the conversation. All right. And then the last thing uh, she said that was really cool that I liked, let people show you who they are and don't doubt that they, sh- what they showed you. I thought that was really, really potent and really helpful. And I was just like, whoa, that's, I don't know how many people need to hear that, but it's, it's refreshing. Like let people show you who they are. Cause they will eventually their, their true selves will come out and believe them. Okay. Let's, let's go into, to Cheryl Fritz. She was awesome. She had this cool vibe to her. Very, very fresh, very opening, very light. She could read you a bedtime story. That's how good it was. Or she'd be a great storyteller to children. Um, I really enjoyed having her on the podcast. Um, it was it was so refreshing to talk to her, and particularly in an area that I'm not normally there, or I don't. I'm I'm not a skeptic of it, but I am. I'm a critic. I'm more. I'm easily questioning it. And she talks about the supernatural experience with God. She talks about angels, dreams, and much more. On that episode, we talk about a lot. I encourage you guys to go check that out. That was a very, very good episode. And uh, I learned a lot from her. When we were talking, she talked uh, about a lot. And particularly when it comes to people who are leading people the wrong way. She had this really cool she had this really cool like quote that I want everyone to kind of hear about. And it was along the lines of um, I'm pulling it up now. It was along the lines of like, she doesn't really focus on the people who are doing the wrong thing. She focuses on how she can create this other lane. And worthwhile and worth investing my time in and listening to this next person. Do you do you ever call like because uh, I don't you don't feel like a very confrontational person. No, you don't feel all. like a drag you out in the street. Let everybody slap you a couple of times like you don't seem like that type of person. When you come across someone who you feel isn't demonstrating the right way, how do you deal with that? Do you are do you do you take a more private stance do you pray about it or do you do you have, have you ever gone to someone directly be like hey you're you're speaking like false things and you're not doing the right way like have you ever come across that because i'm sure if you're on youtube like you've seen some people are like oh they're they're doing a lot of they're hurting a lot of people by misinformation mm-hmm. um you know honestly i would probably take it in a different direction mm-hmm. when i see false teaching uh, rather than specifically addressing that person, I'll just begin to write my own class where where I uh, offer like alternative. Yeah, yeah, you know. Listen, see that was. I want to show you how powerful that was because I feel like people can miss that. Sometimes people put so much energy in stopping the bad thing, and sometimes you you do depending on what it is. But in this case. And what she's talking about, she said, creating a parallel and doing it the right way. And eventually the right way will trump the the negative out there. And what does she mean by false te- teaching? And what do I mean when I say that? Just it's misinformation. That's essentially what it is. It's misinformation 
in her field and in the gospel or in the message or the Bible, that's what she's talking about. And because I feel like a lot of crap is out there and it hovers over things that are true. And we know that we know that from the many different things that are out there. And I feel like people get led astray and they, they get, they believe some pretty wacko and do some pretty whack things that aren't true and that are false. And I wish more people would call it out, but in her sense, Cheryl is saying being this person who's trying to let people understand their faith, understand the supernatural aspects of being a believer, which isn't talked about in the church world a lot. And if you are, you're kind of looked down upon, but that was always really weird for me because why do you believe that? Why do you believe the Bible, but you only believe a percentage of the Bible? You can't believe in Jesus and don't believe that Jesus walked on water and don't believe Jesus raised people from the dead and don't believe Jesus was talking to angels. If he was doing those things, then that means that those things are going to happen in your walk. And so that was, that's the fascinating side of the Bible. It's like, whoa, there's some, there's some stuff. There's some, some things that are, you can't explain. And I mean, we've known that through history about Kings and rulers, not being able to interpret their dreams and bringing in someone to interpret their dreams that was telling them about something that was going to happen in the future or something that happened in the past or just a warning or, uh, or an opportunity for them to expand on something. And there's so much in the dreams that are so profound, which is why I thought this was such a good episode, but her talking about making it parallel for the negative thing. And she did it with such grace too. Like I, I really like Cheryl's ability to, handle tough things with such class. She has this other really powerful quote and I thought it was really awesome. And I want to, I want to play it for you guys real quick. My finger is like, hold on. If, if we live 30 years, we've slept for 10 years and that's not the one. Sorry guys. Yeah, she does such a great job at being herself on camera, on audio, which it was such a fun thing to to interview her. Very fun experience. I like that when she talks, it's not one that is aggressive. And I was asking, I was asking her some pretty hard questions and wanting her to give me answers on them. And she did it. She did it very well. Class. And I, and I kind of got this from Curry Blake, but it really stuck with me. He said, you have to start somewhere in order to get somewhere. And that's always been like um, one of my key go-to phrases because people uh, often, especially when it pertains to the supernatural things of the kingdom, they find it intimidating yeah. and they will compare themselves to other people. And, and because of that, it's just like uh, paralysis by analysis rather mm -hmm. than doing something They'll, they'll just kind of get frozen and, and not do anything. Okay. See, that that was awesome. You have to start something in order to do something. And that that I thought that was a really good quote by her. I enjoyed it. That was that was awesome interviewing Agent My Queen and Cheryl Fritz. I encourage you guys to go check those episodes out. These were some nuggets. These are some things I pulled out of it. Great conversation with both. Very, very meaty, very very good conversations. You guys go check that out. There's more. I didn't pull out all of them because I wanted you guys 
to have something to listen to as well as this episode would have been super long. I want to encourage you guys go. I just started threads on IG. So if you guys want to go follow me, it's the same as my Instagram, Amante Hall. Uh, I am on Twitter. I'm we're doing the slow grind. The show has a, a IG page. It's true tone pod. If you guys want to check that out, I have some clips from episodes. If you guys are liking it, share it. That'd be awesome. Thank you for that. And uh, go ahead and email me at truetonepod at gmail.com. And as always, was there truth to this conversation or was it just noise? I'll let you guys decide. We out of here, baby. Do 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 do